Warning. The following programme may contain a joke about Jensen Button that's out of date. Gareth Jones on Speed apologises to listeners and hopes this does not spoil your enjoyment of the show. Hello and welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. Yay! I'm Gareth Jones. I'm Zog. I'm Richard. And in the background, Jessica and Violet. Hey! Zog, highlight of the week. <laughs> uh, highlight of the week, uh, fixing my sunroof. Yeah, well done. Zog's fixed his sunroof. Mm. We can't really go anywhere in this show yet without talking about the first ever Gareth Jones.tv vodcast, the Grand Prix of London. Zog, what, what was uh, your best bit in, in the vodcast? Um, I think the best bit was getting some really good dynamic shots of that uh, S-Max driving around uh, streets of London. Worst moment was uh, being pulled over by the police. Three times. Pulled over twice, spoken to three times. Spoken to three yeah. times, yeah. yeah. And shouted at from somebody's window as well at one point. Yeah. If you don't know what the we're The police talking... were much, much, much nicer than that particular... Yeah, uh, th- that lady, yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. although, you know, we had, we had woken her up. The, so trials, the trials of vodcasting. Um, now, um, if you don't know what we're talking about, we've, we've done our first ever bit of video, which you can watch on your phone or your, uh, your iPod or your whatever uh, media your player you've got. Or your computer, yeah. It, it's about the London Grand Prix. What, what about that sequence past Buckingham Palace, Tower Bridge? It's just a great... Great section of track, isn't it? If you watch it, uh, notice there's some uh, extreme stunt work involved in that. You you only understand that when you watch it. But generally, uh, the gravel trap moment, perhaps, or the uh... the gravel trap moment. Woo! But uh, the joy of that was that you get a slightly higher equity rate uh, when you do stunts. <laughs> now, um, if you haven't seen it, go to www.garethjones.tv. Follow the link for uh, the Gareth Jones on Speed page, and you'll see that you've, there's a bit of video you can download as well if you haven't already got it. Now, the whole reason for launching into the world of video uh, is to celebrate something. We're celebrating 12 months, 12 episodes of Gareth Jones. Well, well, yes. Thank you for downloading. And, Richard, you're celebrating what? Go on. Uh, it's five years of Sniff Petrol and Whoa. six years. Yeah, yeah. That, thank you. Thanks. Uh, six <laughs> years since I became a man as well. So <laughs> it's a sort of double anniversary. There's a link here on our site, so you don't even have to think about it. Just click and go to There's Sniff a link Petrol. on my site as well. It's just a one big mutual backslapping thing. And uh, <laughs> since I started growing hair on my back, that becomes a lot more comfortable. The relationship between Gareth Jones on speed and Sniff Petrol, do you think that we... We have become the GM Renault Nissan of broadcasting via the, the underweb. So as, uh, as Sniff Betchel and Gareth Jones and Speed has, has merged, blurred in such a way that you can't tell whether it's me talking now or whether it's you talking now. Is that you, Richard, or me? I'm not here anymore. He's, he's gone. This is Gareth Jones on Speed and this is Sniff Petrol. The headlines... As rumours persist that Renault is to take over GM, the French are already teaching the Americans a thing or two. No, 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 we would make it fall off this way. Wow, that's great. The new armrest on this Chevy wouldn't fall off for 18 months, but with this method it'll be rolling around in the footwell within weeks of buying it. Maybe now we talk about the irritating rattles. British manufacturer of kit cars and divorces, Caterham, gets with the trend for offering folding metal roofs on its cars. Oh dear, it's starting to rain. 
put the roof up, dear. Indeed I shall, dear. Right, uh, tab A goes into tab B. Now, I need a 35mm socket and um, you'll, you'll need to hold this sheet of aluminium for me, dear. How long is this actually going to take? Well, the manual says 12 to 16 hours. I reckon if I put in a couple of weekends, though... I'm leaving you. Oh. And there's a surprising new arrival in the world of talking books for kids. Hello, children. I'm Bernard Eccleston. Once upon a time, there was an evil group of car makers, and they wanted to form a breakaway series and turn their backs on kindly old F1. So I crashed them. I crashed them like I will crush your skulls! <laughs> Mummy, I don't want this story anymore. As you know, uh, we like to get out of our studio, that is, this living room, and uh, go and look at cars either on a track or in a show. And we didn't have to go very far for the show recently, because the British Motor Show has moved back to London from Birmingham. And it's, it's, it's actually it was probably about 12 kilometres from this very room. Well, you should know, because uh, you, you, you took your time getting there, I seem to remember. <laughs> it took... Three hours for me to drive from my home to XL, which is just a few miles away. Uh, now, it would have been quick hindsight. Was it a good idea to drive uh, from here it, to Docklands? It was the hottest day of the year, and the Blackwell Tunnel had just broken down. There were three breakdowns in it, and all of London locked up. I should have just got the, the, the on the bike. Yeah. Gareth Jones on bike. It wouldn't, wouldn't be the same, would it? No. You, you've got to drive to the motor show, haven't you? I think you have. And, you know, once you were there... It was worth it. You know. Oh, it was great, actually. We, we were there for the press preview. Glass of champagne. Very nice. Yeah, and we had, uh, we had a, you know, a good chance to look around the show. If only we'd had a bit more time. Yeah, we'd have ticked every box. But we did pretty well. We were there in the guise of Gareth Jones on Speed. We were at the press preview. What was your highlight car, your favourite car? My favourite car was actually one of the oldies, was the uh, uh, Mercedes 500 SL Gullwing. Which was, oh. uh, just, just, you know, it's just such a... Shockingly beautiful car. I could see uh, you driving that with Princess Grace of Monaco alongside. You know, you. I, th- I think I've had that same image myself yeah. from time to time. But uh, but um, but of the uh, of the newer vehicles, the Saab Aero X, the uh, concept car, absolutely stood out for me. I do like concept cars. Sometimes their flights are fantasy, and there's a strong argument to say that the Saab Aero X, which is this beautiful bioethanol fueled two-door super coupe kind of aerodynamically inspired yeah you know, some links to this of their you know aerospace side of what Saab yeah. do and uh, with this very uh, spe- kind of cantilevering roof that sort of lifts off the whole of the roof lifts off yeah. Yeah. very handsome car we spent a lot of time looking at that car the shame about it is that it just looks like something that is so far from production that you can't really imagine them producing the truth is the next Saab will be just another version of a a Vauxhall. Yeah. Shame. The other thing that, that I absolutely loved was the Honda... Uh, the, the View Exploded, I think they call it. It's like one of those technical exploded drawings come to life, made with a real F1 car. They've taken uh, one of their F1 cars, broken it down to all of the component bits, almost every last nut and bolt, and they're all suspended like a huge 
you know, exploded technical drawing uh, you know, from a frame in the roof and you can walk around it and inside it and, you know, poke around. And, and you yeah, know, The whole car is uh, it's about head height, about two metres, about eye level. And you really can get your face right in that potentially illegal fuel cell that they had on display. Because yeah, it was that year model. It was last year's car, which there was some ruckus over the fuel, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. And I, I noticed they hadn't, uh, they, they hadn't, you know, taken the engine apart very much. That was, you know, that was pretty much, uh, pretty much one piece. But you know, but all the suspension components, brakes, all of the steering. You know, it's all, if you're if you're at all, you know, kind of geeky about F1, interested in the cars, it's just fantastic. Just our sort of thing, then. Absolutely. A car I didn't enjoy was the Dodge. Caliber, have you seen it? That new sort of chunky crossover is the best word to describe it, isn't it? It looks yep. like it's a four by four, but it isn't. But not in the way that the lovely Chrysler Matra Simca Rancho did, right? This is quite different. And it was, it, it looked, it looked cool on the outside, but really the plastics, Chad Valley. I mean, to be honest, I, I, I didn't think it even looked that good from the outside, but um, but you're, you're quite right about the interior. Didn't have anything going for it. No, no. I, don't, I, don't we have, like I have to mention it because yeah. it was so. Oh, shame! Yeah, shame. So, uh, well, th- th- disappointing all round. One, go on. One last car before the next sniff petrol. Okay, I know that you had your eye on the uh, phenomenon Stratos. It's a new launch, Stratos. Of course, you're going to love it. It really looked wonderful. The pictures I've seen of it, it looks really brutal and fat, but in the flesh, it's every bit as aggressive, but at the same time, uh, demonic. That the original Stratos was, and I really hope this car happens. Yeah. Well, the other I pick out will be the that the, the Nissan Urge, that little sort of uh, the you know the, the little Nissan concept car. Um, uh, the, the, there was something slightly odd about the the rear passenger sort of seating position. It looked a bit. Uh, it looked like something that, I, that you can't quite imagine See any kind of back. production car. It yeah. too sort of vulnerable. But 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 yeah. But a great fun little concept, and um, yeah, I, I like that a lot. Not the star of the show, but what that is. You'll find out later in this show. Coming soon on Quantel Records. Now this is what we call the sound of F1. Featuring the ballad of Juan Pablo Montoya. Well, let me tell you a story about Formula One. I used to crash a lot when I worked for Ron. He's not so happy, he say, go to farm, he say, get lost, run, or we're going to NASCAR. Ay, 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 America. I have to watch my weight, you know. Try to get down to my ideal size, 400 pounds. And who wants to leave in Britain anyway? Big-nosed Gallic crooning from Jean Tote. Bonsoir, madame, they miss you. When I won that limo, people said, Jean, that Peugeot 907, it really must be heaven. I said, no, I must go to Italy, to Ferrari, to run the show. I am not a big man by any standard, but when I stand on the pit wall, I am a giant. I will win championships. 
with meditation and make the greatest champion of all from my position on the Badger of Love himself, Flavio Briatore. Hey, come on. Let's do this thing. Hey, you like Formula One? You like Gucci shoes? Hey, you want the Bastel Monaco? You like Benetton? Oh, come on, baby. I've got class. I've got soul. I've seen Naomi Campbell's bullet hole. Fat flavors from MC Cool. Thud. Face is square and my wallet is full Wanna drive for Ferrari but I'm stuck with Red Bull Got a flat in Monaco but that's where I am Cause I own some hotels and ones in Nottingham Doesn't really matter that my racing car sucks Cause you should see my range of shaving products Al-Qaeda knew my defusters My props to my mate shits He's my mate and he's there Yeah He's my mate and he's the shit Gareth Jones Zog and I are discussing uh, our favourite moments at the British International Motor Show, which was at London for the first time in many years. We spent a lot of time at the Aston Martin stand, Zog, didn't we? But explain why. Well, I, I, mostly it was trying to figure out what the difference between all those cars were, because they... You know, they're all beautiful, yep. but they do look kind of similar. Yeah, Ford have worked really hard to make Aston Martins look like Aston Martins. You see it in the road, you go, oh, it's an Aston Martin, right? Could you guess, you know, given three seconds, you could you could tell the repeat because it's a four-door, but you've got to look really hard to see that it's a four-door. But the, is it the Vanquish and the... And the Vantage and the uh, DBR9. The uh, Volante. I, it, what, it, the trouble is the names are too similar as well. Oh, the Volante's easier because uh, the, of the Volante is the soft one, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, yeah. Th- that's okay. Yeah. But, yeah, the others, it's... It's such little things, you know. It's it, it, it's it's things like the profile of the nose, you know, whether the bottom part of the uh, of the nose is kind of you know is, is undercut more or less, or it's and the taper in the rear window is it tapered to the end or just cut off square? You've got to really look hard, haven't you? But that's good I mean, if you're a car spotter. Yeah, I mean, you were asking one of the uh, one of the girls on the stand, you know, how yeah. you know how, how you tell the difference, and and, and 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 she was picking at things like you know how you'd. You, you look for a certain type of trim around the door to tell the difference between one and another. It's like telling the difference between twins, isn't it? Well, this is the one that, that wears the red T-shirt, and this is the one that wears the blue T-shirt, but otherwise they're identical twins. Yeah. But did you also see there was that uh, there was that chap uh, looking around the side, and I, I, I use the word advisedly, who was kind of uh, also spending quite a while... Uh, Looked very wealthy. Uh, I think he couldn't figure out whether he wanted one of the cars, or he was just going to buy the whole company. You know, he'd had that sort of... Said, what are you doing? I'm going to the motor show to buy an Aston Martin. Oh, yes, which one? No, no. Yeah. Aston, Aston Martin. Martin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else did we like? Land Rover Freelander, actually. You know, surprise. Freelander, Zog. It's a Freelander. Oh. Made, in, made in Liverpool now. They're building it in Liverpool, you know. So at the same plant where they build Jaguars. So it's a, it's a Freelander. And it's a pretty little car. There was something about the, uh, the, 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 the paint finish on the particular 
model they had there and the way that the lettering is done, you get this really weird kind of optical effect that's, that sort of looks like the lettering is set into kind of, a, you know, an inch of glass or something. Really yeah, it was really almost as effect. if the word Freelander was set, yeah, like you say, beneath the yeah. surface. It was, but it wasn't. It was standing proud. And it was the same, striking. same colour orange as the Range Rover Sport launch. You know, remember the, the Super Sport, whatever they call it, the concept. Really cooking orange. But I have to say, you said nice little car, the Freelander. Not so little, Zog. It seemed huge to me. And apparently, it's the same width as what they call the LR3 now, the Discovery. At the same time that I do like the Freelander, um, I'm a bit of a purist about these things. And I, I do tend to think that, you know, if, if you want to get yourself an off-roader, something to go and bump around fields in, get a real old Land Rover. Get yeah. you know, one of the, you know, some kind of ex-army... Just real basic... Austin champ. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I don't think you want to be messing out with too much comfort if you're going to be nah. doing, you know, doing the mud and bumping around things. Toyota pickup. Too good for you. Can't go wrong. On a quicker note, um, we also liked the Caparo. Oh, I haven't, I haven't got a picture of the Caparo on the website. I'll have to describe it. The nearest thing you've got to an F1 car for the road, in that it looks like an F1 car. Very... Narrow body shell, sort of a front wing that's a bumper with lights and stuff on it, and barely resembles a vehicle or a piece of machinery at all. It looks like a praying mantis. I should just say that you know, if this was a video podcast, you would be able to see Gareth doing a, doing a physical impression of the car right now. Which it, it, it's scary, it's, isn't it? Actually, scary. It's scarily yeah. accurate. But I'd love you know, to drive one. Praying Mantis. It is the most insect-like car I've ever seen. What? Even more than the Volkswagen Beetle? Oh. Ah, hey! With the success of the British Motor Show, Sniff Petrol spoke to Ford to find out what made their stand such a hit. Well, we were very happy with our presentation at the show. I mean, our official corporate colour is. Blue, but you will have noticed that this year we we went for a lot of orange. We found that that worked a lot better in this context, and I think people really like the orangeness that we had there. I I don't remember seeing any orange cars on your stand. Cars? No, I was talking about the girls. You give out the brochures. As MG's Chinese owners Kaching reveal more of their plans for restarting production at Longbridge, Sniff Petrol has acquired this exclusive tape of representatives from Beijing briefing the new foreman in Birmingham. OK, so we start building MGTF in Longbridge. Here is production process. Start here. But this is a fully built vehicle, Max. Not quite. Then you take that here and you glue it to front of car. What, that's it? You send us a car from China and we glue a badge to the front of it. Authentic British sports car. Hang on a minute, mate. You said you were going to employ up to 2,000 people here. 2,000 people just to glue badges onto Chinese-made cars? Yes, completely overmanned. Authentic British Leyland working practices. Brilliant. I'm just nipping out for a strike. Excellent! Whilst Aston Martin denies that all its cars look the same, their British Motor Show stand lets them down. So is this a DB9 or your four-door rapide concept? Well, at the moment it's a DB9, sir, but hang on a sec. Just going to mark a pen and... Uh... Oh, right. Now it looks like the four-door rapide. Yeah, can you tell what it is yet? 
it's another Aston Martin that looks exactly like all the other Aston Martins. Bah. You're listening to Gareth Jones on Speed with me, Violet Berlin. What are you doing here? This is my show. Uh, that's because it's time for Carnections. Yay, Carnections! <laughs> the game where you have to connect two random tasks. Now, you might have noticed that Jessica has come around this evening. Hello, Jessica. Hello. And we have come up with a way of finding two random cars, and they're cars from our own histories, because there were two of us, and there were two cars. So, the cars are... The first one is the car that my dad drove, my family car, when we were growing up, which was an Audi 100 Avant. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's the same model that would have had the uh, the five-cylinder engine, isn't it? I think that one, yeah. Yeah. And Jessica? Yes, my father had a Morris Marina, one of those ones with the the two colour schemes, black on the roof and a different colour on the lower part of the car. A Morris Marina in two colours. Okay. Okay, so uh, your time to connect starts now. (sighs) Okay, let's see, fellas, what do we know about these two cars? I've got a a slightly geeky one to start with, if I may. Uh... Morris Marina was made by um, what was actually British Leyland at that point, which was lots of car companies joined together. Uh, I think I see where you're going with this. And I'm going to yeah. stop right there because there's girls laughing behind me, and that's not the first time that's <laughs> happened in my life while I talk about cars. But am I right? What you're going to say <laughs> is, is that, that Audi, Audi was yeah. uh, joined uh, with lots of companies joined together, which is why they have four rings Auto as a logo. Yeah, ladies, yeah. you like me a lot more now. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Now that I've come up with a car fact. Okay, Uh, okay, how about this one? I think I mentioned that that particular Audi Avant, apart from having a very fast back estate quality to it, was also one of the first cars on sale with um, an engine with an asymmetric cylinder number. A five-cylinder was available, right? Can you remember another five-cylinder before then? I don't think there was another five-cylinder, was there? There was a lot of stuff in the 20s and 30s when people were just experimenting with stuff. In the same way that people used to experiment with fruitcake okay. and, and go, oh, it doesn't need anchovies in it, that's disgusting. Okay, but what we're talking about is late 20th century automobile, therefore, right, that, had a, that ran with an asymmetric number of cylinders. Now, if you'd owned a Morris Marina at that time, now I can't claim to have owned one, but <laughs> I know where you're going with my this. best mate had one, <laughs> right? Seldom. Did all four cylinders run? It was a purple. Was it the, the Super Coupe, the two-door version? You know, the yeah, it was. Had a, yes. he had a loose spark plug lead or something. It would run on three cylinders most of the time. Okay. So the Audi and the Marina both run on asymmetric cylinder numbers. Okay, I uh, I declare you all the winners. Thank you, Violet Berlin and Jessica. My dad drove a Morris. Morris. <laughs> Coming soon on Quantel Records. Now this is what we call the sound of F1 2. Is there room for a Schumacher on the dance floor? Yes, but it's Ralph. I'm a natural bomb racer. I'm not as talented as my brother. See me on the dance floor looking fine. The three-year contract. For the day, I don't care what people say. 
I hear them smear, and that's okay. Just whatever you do, just don't say that on me. Hey, hey, hey. And I love like a mother You're Michael's little brother Ooh. 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 Yeah, this is good And he's British, he used to be popular It's Britpop from Jensen Button I feel a bit sick My car's not quick I wish I was driving for Frank at least I'd have more cash in the bank F1 is becoming a pain It's ages since I sprayed champagne It's no fun walking back to the pit But it's less fun racing in a pile of Jensen, Jensen Your car isn't competitive Definitely Jensen, Jensen Your excuses are repetitive Definitely Split up with Louise, that was weird. Just what the heck's going on with that beard? Your car is off the pace and we're getting bored. Frankly, you'd be faster in a Honda Accord. Definitely. Now, this is what we call the sound of F1 2. Coming soon on Quantel Records. Because Jack Villeneuve isn't the only one who thinks he's a singer-songwriter. Just time for some late news. SEAT announces its new marketing strategy. Too poor for Volkswagen, too snobby for Skoda? Try SEAT. We are somewhere in between. Oh, really, we are? Look, you like paella? We're Spanish too. Come on, give us a try, please. Fernando's a nice guy. Oh, come on, please. I care more for you, huh? Someone, buy our cars. Anyone. Volvo explains the logic behind its new C30 hatchback. So we thought we needed a car that made a statement. Uh, and what was that statement? Well, that statement is I'm quite pleasant, but parking is difficult on my street. Bingo, this more Volvo. And there's just time for more from this year's most upsetting talking book for kids. Hello, children. It's Uncle Bernard Eccleston again. <sighs> Once upon a time, there was a circuit called Silverstone. It was a very good circuit, but yet it was so naughty because its facilities weren't up to Uncle Bernard's standards. So I smashed it. I smashed it like I will smash your little face! <laughs> Mummy, why is Damon Hill hiding behind the sofa? Gareth Jones on speed! That's it, you've been listening to Gareth Jones on speed. He's been Gareth Jones. She's been Jessica Morris. She's been Violet Bellin. He's been Richard Porter. And he has been Zog. We're going to play out on a, a sombre moment, uh, really, I think. <laughs> We're going to miss Fran Pablo Montoya. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think every one of us here. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And so to <laughs> honour Montoya, who I always thought was going to be a world champion Formula One driver, um, you realise we're never going to hear...
the Colombian national anthem again. Probably not for a very long time in the context of F1. We did hear it a few times, not enough. But um, we'll honour the passing of Grandpapa Montoya by playing out on the national anthem of Colombia. Join in, we'll work out the words. Say adios, everyone. Adios. Juan Pablo Montoya Juan Pablo Montoya Juan Pablo Montoya Juan Pablo, 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 Juan